0: In the past 17 years, Stephen Caps has made every mistake in business you could think of. He's learned the lessons the hard way. Get ready to learn from someone who's been there. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. From the brink of bankruptcy to debt-free and thriving, we'll talk about things like mistakes that business owners make that are guaranteed to give you heartburn, overcoming fear. Who's running the business anyway? You'll learn, but we'll have some fun along the way. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now, your host, Stephen Caps. Hello,
1: and welcome to another show. I am so excited for you to be here today. I am doing a Facebook Live right now, so this is completely different, completely spur of the moment, but that's how I am. I am your host, Stephen Caps, and I am so excited about today's episode. Three steps to crushing it at delegation. In episode two, It was the seven mistakes business owners make that are guaranteed ways to give you heartburn. I don't know about you, but I hate heartburn. And so I laid out the seven things. And so in each one of those seven items, seven mistakes that business owners make, I'm doing a deep dive into each one of those. So this is number four, if you're keeping track. So first of all, What does delegation mean? Whenever all else fails, I go to the old-fashioned dictionary. A number one, to entrust another. Oh, I like that. Or to delegate authority. And the next one, to appoint as one's representative. So, this isn't just get this done. Because whenever you start your business, you have a certain expectation, a certain standard of quality, a certain integrity that you want to have in your business. So as you grow, you have to delegate. So what we want to be sure to do is to appoint as one's representative. So if I have a certain way that I do things, a certain way that I want to serve our customers, that is what I want to delegate. I want to have representatives of Stephen Caps, because a business is just merely a reflection of the business owner. I'm so excited to dive into this. Now, this is very, very important. When we delegate, we want to delegate the outcome and not just the task. Now we want it to be accurate. We want it to be a realistic standard. But if someone can do it 80% or 70% as good as you, that's good. That's that is close enough cuz this is about winning. This is about getting first of all the menial tasks off your plate. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but the word delegation has was first used in the 14th century. That was over 719 years ago. How in the world did it take me so long to understand a delegation? I don't know. Well, I do because I believed the myths that most others believe about delegation. The two big myths that I believe that lots of other people's People do too, but I'm to bust those real quick before we dive into this. I'm the only one that can do what I do. Are you a brain surgeon? Are you Michelangelo? <laughs> now, my wife, Sarah, has a, a couple of cousins that are potters. Cousin that I'm most familiar with is Tyler. And only because we have more than a hundred pieces of his mugs and plates and bowls and Vases, vase? What's a plural of vase? Well, we have a lot of Tyler's work in our home that we use on a regular basis. Now, if you need some good quality pottery, go to com. But if you're an artist, if you're the tradesman, if you're the creator, that's something that you really can't. A delegate. Unless you're the artist, you need to be delegating as much as you can because the goal is you only want to do what only you can do. So, and the second myth is by the time I show someone how to do it, I could have it already done. A five minute task that you do every day. Okay, let's say that you only work 250 days a year. Okay, that's 1,250 minutes a year. Or 20.8 hours a year. So with just that one five-minute task that you do every day, you could delegate it to someone and save 20 hours a year. Now, my question is how many five-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute, 20-minute, 30-minute tasks are you doing just because you don't want to take the time to show show someone else how to do it? So those two are busted. If you were to ask, what's the biggest game changer in growing my business? Aside from a lot of prayers and faith in God, now I'm a Christian who also believes in working really hard and putting your hand to something. And I consider this part of my calling. This This is probably a whole other subject for another episode, but me and the Blues Brothers have a lot in common. I'm on a mission from God. This is a call. This is what I put my hand to, something that God has called me to do. Watch out, because if God calls you to something and you put your hand to it, it just might take off. My wife, Sarah, and and I went from us and three guys to 10 of us all together. And we've experienced double-digit growth year over year for the last four years. And as of this recording, we're in the first week of October 2020, we are up 48% top-line revenue over 2019. Delegation wins the gold. You know, the national anthem is playing and the flowers are being presented. Hear this. Delegation is multiplication. I'm going to say that again. Delegation is multiplication, but not only is a task being completed, but now you can do something else. So we're not doing addition. We're doing multiplication because 10 plus 10 is 20, but 10 times 10 is 100. So the goal of delegation is for you to only do the tasks that only you can do. What are the big things that only I can do? So at the level that you're at now, at the revenue that you're doing now, what's the, what's the top 2 to 5 things that only you can do? Maybe it's sales or building a relationships or hiring, creating systems, maybe maybe you're the product. Now, I can't delegate someone to do my podcast. As we grow, I may be able to add hosts or personalities. But right now, only I can write, create content, and do the podcast. So if you're just starting your business, then you're pretty much doing everything. You can find a friend, your spouse, someone to pick up office supplies. You can have items that are delivered. You can set up You can set up subscriptions. But first, you need to identify the two to five things that only you can do. Things that actually drive the business forward. If it doesn't drive the business forward, then maybe it's not something that only you can do. Because this is about driving the business forward. We're going to go through these. Number three, in the three steps to crushing it at a delegation, Get menial tasks off your plate today or as soon as humanly possible because your time is valuable. Well, I'm saving money by doing it myself, okay? Let me ask you this. How much do you pay yourself per hour? Or even a better question, how much money can you generate in an hour, $100, $500, or more, way more. In our custom gate business, I was the only salesperson for a long time. So sales was 100% on my shoulders. But I would spend the afternoon picking up supplies, waiting in line somewhere, while the whole time I could be somewhere selling a job anywhere in between $7,000 and $20,000. But for some reason, I thought that I was saving money because I didn't have to pay someone because I'm the only one that can pick stuff up and uh, drop stuff off. How dense can a guy be? After spending the whole afternoon waiting in line, getting stuff picked up, I would return to the office and then I would put receipts into QuickBooks. So how insane can that be? I have a story for you about a forklift. So the shop that we were in at the time had a loading dock where a semi truck could back up and we could load and unload it from the dock. The forklift needed to go to the repair shop, which was in a town about an hour away. Well, it was $150 for them to come and pick up the forklift. I thought, $150, that is ridiculous. I can haul the forklift over there myself. So we had a one ton flatbed truck. So I backed up the truck to the loading dock. The bed of the truck and the dock are even. So I take a 10,000 pound forklift and I drive it onto this one ton truck. Now, I just thank God that I'm alive to tell the story, but... I drive this 10,000-pound forklift on a one-ton truck, which one ton is 2,000 pounds. The truck, whenever I drove the forklift onto it, dropped down about 18 inches. Like Like it smashed the suspension. So now I'm stuck because I can't drive it back off. So I strapped it down really good, but the problem was all the weight was on the rear end and I had no steering. So I drove it like a block and I had to turn around. So what did I have to do? I had to call a heavy wrecker, which is a very large tow truck that they have a big crane and they took the forklift off the truck. And well, it's a long story, but that cost me $150. And I still had to drive the forklift to the repair shop. So anytime that that we think that we're going to save all this money by doing it ourselves, are we really saving money? And number two, the number two step in crushing it at delegation. Delegate the outcome and not the task. When you delegate the outcome and the person can make decisions to navigate to achieve the desired outcome, uh, let's say, that you would delegate to someone to take the company truck to the corner gas station to fill it up with gas. When you delegate the task, they go to the corner gas station and the pumps are out of order. So what do they do? They turn around and come back because they couldn't get gas at the corner gas station. So we want to be sure that we are delegating the outcome that you want. For us in our custom gate business, each team member has what we call a KRA, Key Result Area. The KRA is a one-page document that has a summary of their job description, two or three KRAs, Key Results Areas, and for each KRA, it has two to five outcomes that they're responsible for. So as an example... Our office administrator, one of her KRAs is a revenue generator. So she needs to generate revenue. And the outcomes that are related to that are quoting prospects via email or handwritten ticket, following up with prospects, closing the deals with the contract, and receiving payments. All of those are the outcomes that we are driving towards. How we get to the desired outcome isn't necessarily important, but these are the outcomes that we want to achieve. And then as we have covered in previous episodes, when if you hire someone based on your mission statement and the core values, you have a good, strong, healthy, quality individual that is going to drive this forward towards the outcome that you want. Okay, number one step in crushing it at delegation is before you delegate, you have to ask yourself three questions about the person. Does the person who you are delegating to, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity to do the job? In Ginko Williams' book, Traction, he calls it GWC. And I'll drop a link in the show notes for that book, but I discovered this three and a half years ago when Sarah, my wife, gave birth to our beautiful twin girls. Prior to Sarah staying home with our girls, she would come in and do paperwork and help me cover the office whenever I was out selling a job or on a service call. Now, Sarah is not a people person by any stretch of the imagination, she would rather walk across broken glass and try to sell a custom gate because one, people are crazy and two, even the ones that aren't crazy will zing 101 questions at you simultaneously. And that's not what Sarah is good at. Sarah goes home to be the mother of our new baby girls. And, and what do I do? Well, I fall back an old faithful. I hire a friend that I thought would do a good job. Now, I didn't know all this at the time. She wanted it and she got it, but she just didn't have the capacity for the role that I needed. At the time, we were at a point to where the business could start scaling because we had the sales, we had the income. Now I just need to delegate so I can only do what I can do. What I needed was a strong self-starter a problem solver. Different people have different capacities, and you need to be able to identify that. If you're delegating menial tasks, all they need is a good work ethic. If you need to delegate bookkeeping, then you need, you need to identify the skill level that you need. Is it just a data entry, or is it more complex? So identifying someone's capacity is just basically asking, do they have the skills, abilities, and the talent to get the desired outcome that you want? Because if you delegate to someone who does not have the capacity to get the outcome that you're looking for, then everyone will be frustrated. If you have outcomes that require an individual that has high-level thinking and a big-picture mindset, those types of outcomes cannot be delegated to just anyone. So the first rule of delegation is you have to understand the outcome that you want and the capacity of the person that you will need to get that outcome. Because what I have done is I'm driving towards an outcome and I get someone that does not have the capacity to drive it to the finish line, but then we're both frustrated. I'm frustrated because they're not performing at the level that I need them to be, and they're frustrated because they're doing the best that they can. As a leader, you have to be aware of that. Now, I'm a big picture, high level kind of guy. And I need someone that I can delegate the big picture outcome because I don't have all the details. If I had all the details, I would just do it myself. But that is why I hire people with a high capacity that can fill in the details and accomplish the outcome that we need. Like in my story of my friend that I hired, she was a super sweet girl. She did a really a good job, but she just did not have the capacity to perform at the level that I needed her to. Now, I probably made her cry a couple of times. Now, Now, I wasn't being mean. I wasn't being harsh because she was a great gal, but she just did not have the capacity that I needed to delegate the outcomes that we were driving towards. So let's review the two myths of delegation. I'm the only one that can do it, and it's faster if I do it myself. We busted those, and the three steps to crush it at delegation, get menial tasks off your plate today, and then two, delegate the outcome and not the task, and number one, ask three questions. Do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity to do it? Do these five things and you can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. All right, do me a favor. Someone that you know needs to hear this podcast. So do your friend a favor and share it with them. Email it to them, text it to them, send a carrier pigeon, Whatever it takes to get them the help that they need. Because that's what we're all about here, is helping you. So remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best.
0: You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Ain't that the truth? Till next time.